everybody and welcome to the mothers of podcast where i am your host nikia monet how y'all feeling hope y'all feeling all right hey girl hey girl hey girl <laughs> what's up you know just over here crop topping it all 2022 you know like i said i was you know crop top listen you're about that life i guess. i am i'm about this whole crop top life you know what i'm saying and uh I ain't even gonna hold y'all. I definitely was not gonna do no podcast tonight, but luckily, uh, Gail said, "Are you doing your show?" And I was like, "No, I don't feel like it." And she was like, "Well, why not? You doing your show? Okay, fine, I'm gonna do it." So this is why, you know, because you know, there's always stuff to talk about, right? But for me, it's like, do I really want to expend the energy to talk about it? Sometimes, and sometimes I really and truly just don't, and then other times I do. And today was one of those days it was like a do I or don't I? And I guess now it's just going to be a yes, I do. So that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So which topic should we tackle first, Gail? Uh, I don't know. Because they all three of them blend into each other, right? They do. Right. So when we're talking about Dwight Reed, Will Smith, or... Russell Wilson, right? Um, Here's the thing, right? People is minding other people's business and not taking into account their own business before they start minding other people's business, Mm -hmm. right? And the business that we should be minding, like the Dwight Reed situation, the pastor who married a... She was 18 when he married her. She's now 19 years old. We're not making a big ruckus over that. Mm -mm. But we want to make a big ruckus about how Russell Wilson and Sierra's marriage is going, what's going on in Will and Jada's marriage. Um, 
and that really doesn't have a big impact as much as worrying about a man that's 63 years old dating someone or marrying someone that's 18, 19 years old um, and the influence that he has over his uh, church parishioners. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes sense. It 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 um it definitely makes sense because, you know, that topic has really bothered me for um the last few weeks since I I just learned of what was going on out there in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, that topic has been very disturbing to me because, at the end of the day, she is a young girl. She is very much so impressionable. He is a pastor that took on that took on a role um, to be a counselor towards this young girl uh, mm-hmm. during the time in which, you know, she was vulnerable, right? Her parents had went through a divorce or whatever. And um, so she was very vulnerable at that time. So you have someone that was trusted, right? To be a trusted voice uh, in someone's life to then take advantage of that person uh and their naivety, right? And then attempt to say, or a, a, attempt to try and say, because I should say try and say, attempt to try and say, like, as if he's justified. And I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And hold on, because I'm always preparing at the last second. Don't judge me. I don't. So Judgment-free zone. Yeah. So here, here's here's the thing. Because the law, because the law says that she's over the age, I believe, 17, it can't be considered statutory rape, right? That's the law. So there's hard to have any punitive damages or any... um, What's the word I'm looking for? There's there's hardly any repercussions mm-hmm. for this pastor who's sleeping with um, this young lady who don't really. Hold there we go. Got it in there. Okay. My bad. That's okay. Who doesn't who doesn't really even understand what she's doing? We have to understand when we start talking about. Uh, children, because she's still a child, and I can say this because I have a kid that's 24, right? Um, and she is 19, this mm-hmm. young lady, and the frontal, the the frontal lobe does not full is not fully developed until they're in until they're 24, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. So her reasoning and all of those things is not fully developed right now for her to even be making a decision about marrying someone so much older than her. So let's right. look at it from a developmental side. Like he has so much life experience that she doesn't have. What do what does the uh, what do they have in common? Right? What can they discuss? He's more so of a father to her than uh actual mate. Like yeah. 
that that how can you feel like that's your mate like when you're, you're listen i've been in relationships where i had to and the young lady was the same age as mm -mm, she was maybe a few years younger than oh i've been in two relationships where the young lady was younger than me by significant amount and i felt like i was teaching them i didn't feel like i was in a relationship with them uh-huh I felt like I was their parent versus their mate. Right. Responsible for helping them to develop and grow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, listen, for me, that didn't feel good because I was looking for a mate. I wasn't looking for a kid. Well, I think that goes to speak to um, the character of, of the individual, right? The individual person that is dating a child, right? At the end of the day, he's old enough to literally be her grandfather, right? True. He's old enough to be her grandfather. She is um, 19 years old and he literally is old enough to be her father's father, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, him being 63 years old, she's 19 now, um, and you're involved with a child, someone whom is not fully developed, someone whom has not grown to the level of maturity to even understand womanhood. Yeah. Right? Because she's still a child at 18 and 19 years old. You don't even, you don't fully understand what it means to be a woman, let alone to be married to a man who's been three times married. Right. You know, and yes, the legal age, we understand, someone put the legal age in, I hear in Iowa is, is 16. Definitely right. The legal age okay. here in New Jersey is 16, right? The legal age, and a lot of this, and well, where the hell was, I just saw in the news, uh, one state is voting to actually do away with the legal age of consent. Um, but here we are, right? But I think that one of the things that I have a, 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 a very big issue with is the fact that he posed himself as a counselor, right? You're the dean over the school. You're a counselor. You're going to counsel her because her parents are going through a divorce and you're going to hold her close to you. Why? As a man, there wasn't a woman that could do that for this child that would be able to understand how a child feels mm -hmm. while, you know, her parents are going through a divorce to get into the mindset of a child, but then you hold her close and then you start buying her gifts, right? Because this is all part of the grooming process, right? The grooming process says I have to um, allow the, the 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 one in which I am grooming to feel as if I am the trusted person, to feel as if I am the only person that you really can count on. I got your best interest at heart and I can take care of all these things that you need. You don't need no one else but me. That's mm. grooming. And so it's 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 like it's it's like as if she was groomed into this she was so and and i have questions right because if we're talking about he's the dean 
he's the counselor, any of that. There's an ethic. So you and Bishop Senegal was talking about ethical protocols, ethical guidelines, things like that. So mm-hmm. I need to know what, what, because this is a Christian school and there could be some differences, but where was the other adult? Was not there any other adults that was looking at this and saying, this is wrong. He's right. violating you know, he's violating a whole bunch of principles. He's, he, he took advantage of that girl in her lowest state. Um, Cause whenever you're in, in tragedy or trauma, you know, and somebody shows up for you in a manner of care and concern, that is an easy opening for someone to be like, oh, he loves me. Like Mm -hmm. I've never felt this before. And so, you know, all of this is questions and things that we need to be talking about versus talking about Will and Jada and, and, and Russell Wilson and Sierra, you know, I guess all things have their place in which you could talk, right? Like all things, well, all things have a place in which you could talk, but where is the, where, where is our level of outrage and concern over Mm -hmm. what we're witnessing on a larger, deeper scale, right? Mm -hmm. Where is that at? You know what I'm saying? That that's my, my whole thing is where, where is our concern for what we are seeing what we are hearing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my problem. My problem is, is that it's it's like as if we want to sit up here and major in the minors and minor in the majors. We don't want to, we don't want to talk about what's real. We just want to talk about, we want to talk about what makes us uh, feel as if we're, we're that much more educated, right? When people begin to talk about, and here's my whole thing, because when you think about what is going on over there in Iowa, it's bigger than just him right? There's a whole entire fellowship of these people that are all interconnected and intertwined with this one, you know, cult. I want to say they're like, it's like a group of them, right? I literally had another woman message me after her watching that live. And she messaged me the other day saying, no, there's, there's more down here, right? There, there, this happened at this church, right? And that church with that she was referring to was a woman's church, right? Where it wasn't, it was a regular member, whoever that, um, you know, harmed some other people in that church, right? So now you, you have people that are now saying enough is enough, right? So now with, with the people are saying enough is enough, but the problem is, is that we can't speak on it unless there's, more proof and and unless their 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 voices get louder right because one of the things that we have in our culture whether we're talking about the black community or we're talking about church culture is if it's not close enough to affect me then i don't want to have anything to say about it or the, the mind your business right on things that are should be important to us versus other things that are should not be as important to us right or it's the hush hush we don't talk about what goes on in this house in this church 
behind closed doors because we don't put our business out here. But in all actuality, that's the way that we keep people quiet and muzzle them. And they are in many ways dealing with that trauma, dealing with that pain, dealing with that hurt silently and it's eating away at them. She ain't the first young lady that he then dealt with. This is not the first time we've heard this happen in our churches. Mm -mm. Um, and there's a lot of people sitting in the pews, sitting in the pulpit that's quiet about these sexual assaults, these manipulative relationships um, that they have been under and slowly dying. Yeah, and I also, so to circle back, right? Because yeah. I've been writing a lot about this, right? And I, um, basically, there are like eight stages to human development, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, Erickson. So one of the things that I find very interesting is, is that at one of the most pivotal parts, points of her development cycle is where he was interjected in, Right. Okay, wait, so, wait, wait, pause one second. Let me pull up Erickson's. No, I have it up. So I don't have it up, so I can't follow you. Well, then let me keep talking. You could pull it up, but let me keep doing. Wait, I wanted let to me... ask you what stage was you talking about? I'm at the fifth stage. Okay, okay. Now we can go because that's why I needed to pull it up. So I need to know what stage. So what I'm saying is, is that at one of the most pivotal pivotal parts of her development cycle is where he was interjected at right and in that stage in that cycle in that in that part of her development is personal identity right mm-hmm. when you are in the process of being groomed one of the things that begins to happen is is that you 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 are groomed into an identity that's not even your own Right. So now in this stage, it is important for even for her as a child to understand where she's going in the future. That is the part of your life. And this is the thing that we don't fully understand, even when we have our own children. Right. We do not understand how their mind begins to be developed over time. And that true story at a certain age, at a certain, at a particular time. Now, granted, you can't pinpoint all these ages, which is why in these phases, they give you a, a, a wide range of age, right? At right. this stage, this stage is more or less between like the ages of 11 going all the way up through to 18, 19, right? Because this is when you're literally finding out who you are, what you like, what you don't like. You're beginning to explore different things. You're beginning to, you're beginning to act out. You're beginning to act in whichever way in which you're going, you're discovering who you are through certain behaviors and certain roles yeah. and certain, all these things in which you're around, but at this pivotable, pivotal, pivotable stage of her life, mm-hmm. she's being groomed inside of a school that is specific for this church and specific for him to mm-hmm. the point where she's 18 years old, graduates, Says she wants to be a writer or author or something like that. Go to a community college right there in Des Moines. And then no more than a year later is she married to her 63-year-old pastor. While she's still yet 
at this stage to understand who she is, where she's going, what she wants. She's groomed into a marriage. Mm-hmm. And then everyone sits around and they say, because some of y'all done commented on, well, her, well, her father walks her down the aisle. And I said this before, I don't care who, I don't, I don't care who Joseph brothers sold him. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Sometimes your own family will sell you out. Okay. Yeah. So just because, just because a father co-signed it doesn't, doesn't make it right. Right. Okay. Just because her father said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And just because, and I saw the little post he had on that good book. Okay. With commenting on the little picture that they had, they had together talking about, I wish I could just frame this. He sounds like an idiot. But he too also sounds like he's extremely brainwashed into this level of thinking, right? Now, this is how deep, I'm going to show y'all, this is how deep the brainwashing goes. Because anytime you can stand in the pulpit and do this, this. The Bible say, and walk no more. So I'm supposed to get upset about some folk leaving church when they walked away from Jesus. This has never been a prison. There wasn't no prison when my dad was here. You stop telling that lie. He the one that started two, four, six, eight. Help me, Holy Ghost. If you really think about that, over a third of the angels in heaven turned on God and got with the devil. You talking about somebody left the church? Goodbye. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And anybody want to go? Goodbye. God bless you. Oh, amen. <laughs> I was watching T.D. Jakes and he said, don't try to hold another person. When you sit under that level of, of, of misguided information, because that's not even preaching, that's not even teaching, that is nothing but a bunch of smoking mirrors and a bunch of foolishness. Because, And you know what? And there's a lot of preachers out here that preach that very same thing when people start leaving their church because they wake up and they realize that what they've been under don't have nothing to do with God, right? When you're under that type of a leadership, it's very manipulative, that's kind of like what they say is um, is is it's more, it's more cult like, right? Because everyone has to think the same, everyone has to move the same, and if you don't think like us, if you don't move like us, therefore you can't be a part of us. So goodbye, because now you done teamed up with the devil, so you went with Satan, and you're against us, right? And and that's the whole the, the whole culture there is groupthink. 
We all have to think alike. We all have to be alike. We all have to move alike. And anyone that's not like us, they're the devil. They're of Satan. We the only ones that's going to make it in. We the only right ones. We the only ones that know the truth. And anyone that speaks out against us, God is going to get them. Y'all should see the level, the, 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 the type of prayers that he's having even the people um, to pray. It is very, it is, it's it's honestly very dangerous when you think about what what exactly is really and truly taking place. Okay, and I want to say her name is um, Chelsea. She she's she just she said she got out of there in two thousand and eight, and good. Yeah. Okay. And good. And um, you know, and and the truth of the matter is, when you're under that 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 type of control and you're under that type of leadership, it takes a lot to heal. Yes. And then to be set free, because then you have to unlearn everything that you ever were taught in order to understand really and truly who God really and truly is. Because when you're under that type of leadership, you don't know God, you know them and you know their sick, twisted version of a God, you know, right. and that's what's really going on here. That's how come all of this stuff, you know, I was, I had a conversation with, with, with someone yesterday and I was like, at the end of the day, anybody that, that fully understands what happens here, and, and especially in some of these apostolic churches, at the end of the day, you are groomed from a very young age that it is an honor and it is a privilege for any man of God to even want you to even look at you and to say that you are their wife, okay? It is an honor and it is a privilege. That church has a history based on uh, people that have that have left and have told the truth about their experience there. They have a history of marrying off these young girls at a young age. There is an hit. There's a history there of them doing that. And anytime you have a place that literally has an, a history of basically marrying children off as if they are chattel, that is a problem. So, yeah. So one of the other things you said was, you know, talking about the cult, like, um, behavior and things like that. I think the other thing that we don't realize is that even in churches that's not doing as much as he, he is doing, the church kind of strips you of your identity. And so when you finally get free and get out of that, not only do you have to learn who God is, but you also have to learn who you are, right? Because they just take everything from you and leave you with nothing. So you're really rebuilding your life. A lot of people be like, oh, I just got to find out God, who God is for me. But I know for me, leaving the church, and I'm not fully out of the church. I didn't leave the church, but I had to take a sabbatical from the church. Um, I had to find out and discover who Gail was as a person. So when you get under these cult-like um fellowships or whatever they want to call them you not only do you lose the sight of who god is but you lose the sight of who you are as a person you never able to develop into who you are who god has called you to be as an individual and i think that's the and 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 that to me is is you know you you get so many people and i'm not knocking anybody that was born, born and raised in a church or whatever the case may be if, if that's your story, you know, more power to your good story or whatever. But you see so many people attempting to praise 
um, that, you know, who cares if if I spend seven days a week in the church from mm-hmm. sunup to sundown and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But at what point did you learn who you are? At yeah. what point did you learn what you like, what you don't like, as opposed to being taught rules and regulations for how to live your life, as opposed to you being taught uh, the uh, or being taught to have um, at least the ability to to think on your own, to make sound decisions for yourself in order for you, like at what point, you know, were you given the ability to decide what is good for you? You know, you hear people, oh, you know, we didn't go bowling when I was growing up. Well, why the hell not? What was a bowling ball going to do? Listen, they tell you to pray about putting the clothes on it that you're going to wear for the day. Pray about everything. You, you can't make the decision of what you want to wear today. Like, I we went too far to the left. And part of this is just conditioning, right? Because back in the day before we were able to live the way that we live in now, when we were, if we start talking about slave days, the only place that a Black person had freedom was in the church, right? In their own community of the church. And they regurgitated a lot of things and we're still regurgitating that same slave mentality over the people and don't even realize that's what we're doing. Hey, Mel. Hey, 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 what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? You know, hey, over hey. here, just, just, just over here, just chit-chatting. I that's see, I see. Drinking water, you know. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We just oh, talking man. about the, the, the 63-year-old pastor that married the 19-year-old over there in Des Moines. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, pastor Derek Wright? Or oh, we read? Dwight Reed. Yeah, Dwight Reed. Sorry, Dwight. Derek. Sorry, Derek Wright or whoever I was saying. Whoever Derek okay. is, we, we sorry. We don't want we don't we ain't want to put that on you, marrying a, a right. 19-year-old at 63. Uh, I, I mean, yo, do you even if something is distasteful for most, if there is no evidence of him doing anything undermining or, or not undermining, I'm bugging out. Uh, if there's no evidence of him doing anything that is uh, nefarious or, or crazy then listen that girl is 19 young yes but you know in the eyes of the law she's she is an adult and one thing i've learned is this that what may be distasteful to me may it may be distasteful it is distasteful to me but it doesn't mean that until i can have solid evidence that there was some stuff going on there's nothing I can do with that because there's plenty. There are plenty of young ladies, especially in this generation, who are with older men. And the more you try to tell them not to be, is the more they're going to do exactly that. These these young women today, this era of women, these younger women, they are headstrong. They are. They are, they think they know. And it's like, yo, 
there's some, there were a whole lot of things about this case that I watched, and I and um I never even spoke about it. this. Is my first time speaking about this. Uh, and what I noticed was number one, her father was there, walked her down the aisle. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know I don't know the dynamic between the father, the pastor, and that young lady. Um. So it's like because there's so much information that I don't know, I don't want to presume or assume because at the end of the day, until I, like I said, until I see some evidence that this dude has been nefarious in his actions, I don't want to put him in a position to where because of my words, he suffers because it's, it's like, like I said, the evidence has to be there. Where's the evidence? What evidence do you need? The man is 63 years old. He started counseling her at the age of 14 when her parents were going through a divorce. These she was in, he, she was in his school under his care. So from the time she was 14, all the way through up until she finally graduated high school at the age of 18. Then on top of that, let, let, let's take it a little bit further. Right before he was set to marry her, he was set to marry another young girl in the church. Then he okay. flipped it onto her. Now okay. let's bring it a little bit more forward, right? The parents going through a whole divorce. He's set in the place of so-called counselor, right? Mm -hmm. this, is what, this is what he said. He's set in the place of so-called counselor. The mother completely is like, I'm not with any of this. I'm not showing up at any wedding at mm -hmm. all. I'm not showing up. I'm not going. The okay. father is all gung-ho about this whole situation about his young child, 18-year-old okay. child, 19-year-old child, dating a 60-plus-year-old man that's old enough to be her grandfather. What does a 60-something-year-old man have in common with a child, a teenager? None of, none of, that, is, none of that is my business. Yeah, my business, my business, my business is, did you, ha, have you been, have you, is there any evidence where we have caught you molesting? Any evidence of where we've caught you raping? Any evidence of where we have caught you grooming? If it's I don't have over, that evidence. The grooming is already there from the counseling at 14. That's it, there. It, I mean, again, like I said. So, I, so I just, I, that's a, that's a very, that's a very, I, I understand. And I just feel it's a very heavy thing to, those are very heavy charges to put on a person that when we don't have concrete evidence, that's why even when I watched the show with, uh, when you had Demetrius Senegal on. Somebody, somebody come up with some evidence. When you give evidence, I, I'll go with you all the way. But bro, you know, you know, sometimes evidence in these cases never show up. Right. So let's just be real. If we're going to talk about grooming, assault, sexual assault, any of those things, I think we need to be, let, let's say this. I think we need to be very careful, right? Number number one, and I'm going to say this. 
we actually have people that have been victims of this in the, in in that church watching. Okay. Right. So we need to be very very careful because we need to understand that there's a history of this in that church, and now these people are speaking out publicly concerning what has happened to them while they were in that church. This is a history okay. in that church, right? Now, okay. what has happened is, is that these same women that are speaking out are now being attacked by this church. This bishop literally mm -hmm. has sent forth a lot of his members, you know, his so-called spies to go mm -hmm. out, right? And mm -hmm. threaten physical harm onto these women. Mm-hmm. He has attempted to publicly embarrass and humiliate them from the mm -hmm. pulpit, which is mm -hmm. what he did two Sundays ago, called one of them a gorilla because she spoke out because hey. when the father was the bishop of the church, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> he lined up those young girls who wants mm -hmm. to get married, mm -hmm. lined them up in front of the church. Some young girls got married off 16, 17 years old until someone said, we're not marrying any more people that's coming out of your church, right? Mm -hmm. There's a history here of the grooming that actually takes place in that church. Okay. And that everyone now. in that church is very much so aware of. These women are actually speaking out. They are actually coming out. They are literally saying, no, I was married in this church. They told me I had to get married, even down to this young girl that we're talking about. Allegedly, she had a boyfriend. She had a young man who, in whom she was interested in before good old Dwight Reed. And they told her, absolutely not. You can't be with him. Okay. Period, right? So the, mm -hmm. the, there's, a, there's a history. And what's happening is, is that the people are speaking out. They are literally coming against it. And this is why mm -hmm. every Sunday he launches another attack. Every okay. Sunday he launches another set of insults. Every okay. Sunday he launches something else in order to attack the credibility of these women that are saying, you know what? We're tired. This woman here, she left that church when she was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. A child leaving a church to say, no, no, because what you're not going to do is do this to me as a child. Another young woman left that church as well. Her family is still a part of that church. This young mm -hmm. lady left the church. She was actually she was actually on the live um, last week with uh, Demetrius Senegal. She left the church and she's been speaking out publicly about what happened. Another another young lady, Bree, she's been speaking out publicly about what happened. Like these women are actually speaking out and telling, no, we this is what we witnessed. The other young lady was actually knew this young girl, Jordan, knew her mother, knew all the kids. She knows them because they were mm -hmm. all in that church together. So mm -hmm. they're speaking out. They mm -hmm. are telling the truth of their experiences and what has happened to them, what has taken place. So I don't want us to, I, I get what you're saying as far as evidence, the evidence, as Gail already pointed out, most times we can't necessarily see it, but we can mm -hmm. hear it as it has been experienced and witnessed by people that are now saying, you know what, enough is enough. We got to pull this lid off of what's happening within this organization as a whole. And I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have, I have 
not had so this many inboxes from people that are just tired. They're just tired. And they're saying right. like, they're like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm over this. I'm tired of what's happening. I'm tired of what's going on. I'm tired of everybody covering it up for this man. And, but mm-hmm. you know, his deceased father, cause it's been going on since him. Like mm-hmm. there's just, and, and also what I will say, Dwight Reed's own niece came out. His own children have come out. His mm-hmm. two of his ex-wives have come out and said, mm-hmm. no, 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 the, the, this, this man is sick, right? Everyone's coming out. But the problem is, is that, you know, we have within our, within our own right, we, we have an, it, some, some of us, we have an issue with believing the words that come out of people's mouths, right? Because we want to see something that's like concrete. I need, and it's like, no, there's a, when grooming takes place, there's no real evidence of that. It's just evidenced by the behaviors in which you witness and which you see, right? Well, right? well, everything you just said is evidence. If if well, everything does, if, if everything, if everything you have said out of your mouth is true, then it's evidence. See, my thing is, you know stuff about the case that I don't know. That's how come I've held my peace. Oh, I don't yeah, know much are. about the case, you know. She and she, she is and, right here. These women, I'm telling you, they mm-hmm. are very. They are. They are. They and they are. They literally, the one young lady, they literally posted her address on social media so that people can go attack her. No doubt. I, see, and that, and again, like I said, that's evidence. See, and for the young lady who had uh, made the post, who said, you know, she's out of here, she's not going to sit here because she was the one to grow. I don't know that. I don't know you. I don't know the story. So therefore, there's not much that I can say. And, and I'm not going to put myself in the position to say something that I really don't know anything about. Because then... I'd be a hypocrite. I'd be a hypocrite sitting here. There's so many people who jump on bands that I can't stand. And I'm like, I can't, no, I'm, I can't, I can't jump on a bandwagon. I need to know more about the story. What I'm learning about the story is coming directly from your mouth, coming from this show. Because, you know, like what I what I believe is that when a person is doing some nefarious stuff, it comes out. And it can't be hidden for too long. Yeah, and guess it's, what? It's I don't have now. to... Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And I don't have to worry about him being caught, him being... Because guess what? It's going to happen. You know why? Because people, if everything that they're saying is true, people are tired. Yeah, people tired. are fed up. But and the- they will make sure that it comes out. And they'll, they'll get them. But, but here's the other thing. So I'm going to try and keep my peace and keep my cool. But here's the other thing. At what expense to the, the person that's in that, who's, who's having those things done to them? So at what expense to the parishioners who have left the church and mm-hmm. has experienced that type of you know, traumatic experience because we're like, Hey, I need evidence before I say something. It's better to have a voice on something and say something about something, say something. If you see something that's not right, because I'd rather be wrong about a thing. than have Ooh, to that's have... rough. I, I know, that's rough. I know, it's, I, I know that's it's rough. rough. I know it's rough. 
but that's a position that we haven't taken in a very long time. We be like, well, we will. Let me. I'm I not going. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. So I'd rather be wrong about a thing when it comes to the instance of this, because I know what the damage, what the repair looks like if I let it go, and I'd be like, oh, it was right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, I understand what you're saying. Was right. I understand what you're saying, but I was always taught that number one, get the evidence, then speak. Because you could ruin someone who really wasn't trying to do something. And I've seen a lot of people over my years ruined by rumor, ruined by someone who was disgruntled or someone who who didn't like, and they put out some stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it. And I don't want to be a part of nobody killing themselves because of rumors. I don't want also, to. So what I so what I do, so what I do, what I do is when I'm passionate about something, like you guys are passionate, what I do is I, I go like y'all going, y'all doing it, y'all doing it. You're you're going all the way in, you're digging throughout all of this stuff. Y'all are really going in. Y'all are doing the due diligence. I'm on the show. I'm not. I haven't done the due diligence, so there really, there really wasn't much that I could offer because I don't know much. And for me to sit here and be like, "Oh, that's right, not," I'd be a, a, no. You guys have to lead this charge because you guys know I don't. So right now, I'm being educated. I'm being informed. And well, look, we like educating on the Muzzle Is Off podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, the other point, just one more thing. So in my field, in my profession, there is something called a mandated reporter, right? Which I am. And mm -hmm. what, right. So which it, whether or not I have enough evidence to back it up, I have to report something that does not seem right. Right? Okay. Because I'm a okay. mandate. I'm mandated to report because if later on you. it comes out and something happens and I had any inclination of this thing that wasn't right, it falls back on me. I and so I, I, understand. I think I'm not saying that you should haphazardly have something to say, but you know, certain things, 63 and 19, yeah, we know older, younger women. There's a whole thing going around about sugar daddies and all of that type of stuff going on. But at some point, you start to look at this through a different lens. Hold, right? Wait, wait, one second. Uh, wait, one second. I'm sorry. Frank Henderson, you said that I was excusing it. I wasn't excusing anything because I didn't know anything. And I made sure to say that. I stated that many times. So, yeah, if she is of legal age and her father walks her down the aisle, again, from what I know, that's what happened. I'm telling you the story from what I know. So, if I don't know much about the story, I'm not here excusing anything. I don't know. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put myself in a position to be sued, or show up in anybody's court, or I ain't got that type of money. I ain't got no lawyers. I ain't got all that. You know what I'm saying? 
what I do is I make sure that where I have influence and the people that I can affect and impact, that I look out for those people. That's what I do. I don't know Mr. Reed. Oh, Mr. Reed. I don't know him. I don't know the young lady. I don't know the young lady's father. What I do know is that thank God for Nakia and thank God for Gail bringing more light to the situation. But I can't lead in that charge because I don't know much. And nobody, I don't care who it is, nobody's going to sit here and say that I'm excusing. I don't have the power to excuse or condone. I don't have that power. That's not, that's not in my, it's not in my power. That's not in, that's not even. Stop, y'all. Stop it. And and this is why I don't say stuff on public platforms about stuff like this. Because I don't, if, if I'm not invested, if it's not anybody that I know or anybody that's in the, the space of my spectrum, I leave it alone. And because I know there are people who are closer to that situation who know. And like y'all said, these people are coming out the woodworks now. Yeah, they know what's out. going on. They know what's going on. I don't. They are but, definitely. But then out. what happens is you get people making statements like that, accusatory statements. Oh, you're excusing. See, and, and I'm like, where do you where do you where do you come off even thinking, man, bro, you don't know me. And 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 I, and I don't I don't do that. I don't I don't I don't do that. I want to make sure that when I speak, I'm 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 responsible for what comes out of my mouth. Gail and, and, and Nakia can say whatever comes out of their mouths because they're responsible. They've done the due diligence. I'm not gonna sit here and say something that I don't know. I'm 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 a student here. I'm learning. And I'm having a conversation. And in the conversation, if they find me to be wrong in something that I say, then they can correct me. And I am open to being corrected. But when we start throwing that stuff out there like that, demonizing people or, 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 or casting a net, uh, you're, you're, you're giving, an giving an excuse. Bro, I don't know about the story like that. I don't have the power to excuse or condone. I don't. Yeah. So, and let me say this, any, if, if, if anyone has never watched the show before, prior to last week, Jamel and Gail have always been um, guests on the show. And tonight was literally just, okay, let's talk about some topics that has been going on. And so we hit it with Reed first, which is why it was me and Gail, because this is something that we've definitely been speaking about. Um, I have not, I did not, let me put it out here. I did not prep Jamel for the conversation yeah. about Reed. He just happened to come in at the time and said what he knew as far as everything that was going on. So I don't want us to think because I know Jamel personally, right? And one yeah. of the things about him, he is extremely passionate, um, especially when it comes down to an abuse or spiritual abuse that, that goes on in the church. There are certain things that, you know, at the end of the day, um, when you have your own good personal life going on, there might be certain things that you really and truly might not necessarily know about, right? And a lot of times, and that's why as Jamel was speaking, I was like, wait a minute, let's take a step back and let let 
let us let me play out what's been going on for the last few weeks so that he's up to breast on this is the totality of the situation this is what has been happening and i knew that uh a lot of you whom have been victims of this church were watching because I, I can surely, you know, see your comments and I knew that you guys were watching. So I wanted us to also uh, be very careful and to be cognizant and to also show you care, show you, you know what I'm saying, to be careful concerning the narrative, because this is very personal. Um it personally affects me when things like this happen in the church because of what happened to me in the church, right? So I take a very vested interest, um, an extreme vested interest in it, because at the end of the day, as I said last week, if the church is supposed to be a house of prayer, then therefore we need to dissect what the hell is going on at the root of some of these houses, right? Because at the end of the day, for things like this to happen and for you not to have just one, not two, not three, but you literally have a multitude of women that are saying this happened to me in this house. Now we got to get down to the bottom of what the hell is going on in this house and also the houses that are connected to it, because it's not just that house, as I was made aware of um uh, the other day because someone, you know, watched the video and then they messaged me and said, can you speak on this? Can you? And I'm like, I can't speak on it because we don't, we don't, everything, you know, truth be told, everything has to be verifiable. Right. So therefore no one can say that I'm lying because I'm literally speaking exactly what was written. Right. These are the things that happen. Y'all seen he done sent some fake um, decease and desist letter that ain't really real because I ain't never seen a, a cease and desist letter with so many misspelled words a day in my life that's supposed to come from a law firm. I'm sorry. Ain't no way no, a lawyer is writing with that many typos. You know what I'm saying? That's just Nikia's take on it. Whichever way that stuff works is how it works. That looked like somebody from the church uh, is a lawyer or something. And they said, we're going to type this up and put it on some fancy letterhead and boom, this is what it's going to do. But at the end of the day, a lot of the times um, when you when, when when you're called into situations like this, we do have to be very careful, um, which is why even last week, um, if you if you watched and really listen, everything that uh, even Bishop Senegal said, although he prefaced it differently, he it began with allegedly. Right. So we say all things allegedly. Why? Because it saves us from actually being sued from, uh, you know, defamation. Right. Because people love to throw defamation out there. Y'all didn't see um, Cardi B done sued uh, Tasha K for all types of false stories and lies and stuff. And that's a whole four million dollar lawsuit. And ain't nobody trying to get sued for four million dollars. However, um, when the victims are actually speaking, you know, we're going to say what exactly what the victims are saying. And y'all have definitely be speak, been speaking. Um, and uh, Chelsea, I see you said that you're going to be on, um, you know, Clubhouse tonight sharing of your experience. And, um, you know, my prayers are with y'all because I never experienced nothing on that level um, inside of a church. Right. Not on that level. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to say that, um, you know, for sure, manipulation, for sure, a whole a whole lot of stuff. But when you are a child and you're being raised up in that type of a situation, it's very different. Um, and you guys experience something that is truly detrimental and heartbreaking, uh, just based on the, just based on how 
you know, impressionable you are as a child and to come up in a situation like that. So I, you know, we're, we're not making, I don't want you guys to think that, you know, Jamel is making light or Jamel is trying to, you know, make excuses. It sometimes our words can come across, um, in a way in which they're not exactly, um, intended, right. Uh, depending upon how we hear them, how we listen to them or whatever. Uh, but that, 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 that's not it. When you're not close to, when you're not close to a situation and Jamel definitely has not been close to the situation, he ain't going to be able to, you know, really talk about, uh, the situation. He can only say exactly what he's heard, which is, is that, I mean, well, she's of legal age and she's this, that, and the third, right. So for us that are taking a deeper, you know, look Thank you, Chelsea, your girlfriend. Uh, for us that are taking a deeper look into what's really happened, what has happened, and have literally, you know, spoken with a lot of, you know, these the 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 you, you women that have truly been um, victims of this 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 church and uh, and abuse. this leadership, huh? This abuse. Uh, yeah, and this level of abuse—it it goes beyond spiritual abuse, right? It—it it, it literally, it—it it honestly is. Um, truth be told, it is sexual abuse, especially when you're that young and you're groomed into uh, being married at, a, at at an extreme young age when you, you have not even uh, had the developmental capacity. Uh, I want to say, um, <laughs> I want to say, last week he used uh, Esther and uh, and 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 I believe. Uh, Ruth, as an as an excuse for uh, his marrying of of a, of a young girl, um, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in, um, especially when you know that the when you see that the Bible is being taken out of context. So it's it's a lot to take in, uh, and it's not traditional uh, what has happened. I want to say that they said that you know they've married of a bunch of young people, and ain't none of them still married to them people today, except for maybe one. So you know it's um it's it's, it's just been something that has been a history. Uh, that has gone on in that church and then and also with everyone that is connected to it and around it. So, yeah. So listen, uh, we stand with y'all. We, we are definitely we're not minimizing the effect. We're not minimizing the abuse. Yeah, we're not minimizing the abuse, um, you know, but sometimes uh, it's very hard, uh, you know, to discuss certain things um, and especially um as sensitive as something like this is, right? You know, last week we, we hit it off from the from the from the church standpoint. This week we just hitting it off from a psychological standpoint in the mind of of a of a child, right? I keep saying a child because she's 18, 19, she's 19 now, she's 19 years old. Um and you are you're not fully developed at that age, right? So uh at the end of the day you're still developing you're still learning. You're still growing. You're still you. You're supposed to be at least right. Uh, and you, I, think you know, it just rubbed me the damn wrong way. I ain't even gonna hold it. Just rubbed because especially that 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 previous Sunday, he was like, "Cause we sleeping good." I'm like, "You just nasty." <laughs> yeah, you just you know, nasty. People when they, when they're arrogant about their stuff, they say some stuff that will trigger. And but what it does is. That becomes the fuel that people can use to to, to say, "Yep, we gonna get you, nigga. We gonna get you. Yep, my yep. dude, we got you. When yep, I you wanna be you, arrogant? Not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before when he stood up in that pulpit. I mean, I, I, I posted the video up and grand. I said, I ain't. That message had me so bothered, right? Yeah. 
Because I said there is no way on this earth in all mm -hmm. of my common sense having ass self that I would have been able to sit there and listen to you. He attacked everyone that he could possibly attack from that pulpit using scripture to say that they have made their bed with the devil and anybody that don't agree with him is of the devil and then attacked these women. You stood up here, you volunteered to be married. Sir, I'm sorry, 16 years old? Then someone should have sat the little 16 year old down and said, you ain't ready to be married. You're 16, you're a child, you still gotta grow. So all of that stuff, and when you hear, and then it's like, and what they're saying is, well, I was 16. And then you get up in the pulpit, and you volunteered. I didn't like, know a child right, to volunteer. Like, like imagine if I, my 16 year old nephew wouldn't be, if my niece was 16, she ain't jumping up in nobody's church saying I do. No, no, he's going I don't and sit down. Listen, at 24, if my daughter came to me and said that she was ready to get married, we got to have that, we got a conversation that we got to have to make sure See? you're ready to take take this step and understand that I, I agree with you gail see and and what's so crazy is that the father was down with it like i'm trying to think so now in my head i'm trying to figure out okay if all these people are coming out saying this and 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 they have these stories and these testimonies about what this man has done why 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 are you giving your daughter up to this what what's What's happening that we're allegedly missing? Allegedly money. I'm going to throw an alleged out there. Really? Allegedly money. Yeah, allegedly so, money. So, 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 see, allegedly and money and allegedly, um, you know, because it's a cult. This is what they believe. Yeah, that's right. traffic. I'm going, going. I'm sorry, Gail. I was going to say, so one, the question I would be asking is, what is the thing that's feeding the father, Right. Because it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be money, right? What, what's the thing that's feeding the, the what? The father. The, okay. The girl's father. It don't have to be money. It can be recognition. It can be, it can be anything that he gets that feel good feeling from that can be making him in agreement with what this pastor is doing and what this pastor is saying. That's great. That you know it's why that's so crazy to me. You know why that's so crazy to me? Because I have a daughter, and mm -hmm. I know that if any man, but my daughter, my when this dude, you know, I call him Rico Suave. <laughs> you know, she married a dude from uh, Venezuela. Carlos is a great guy, and um, here it is with this dude. I look and and. I'm like, man, like he's really taking care of my daughter. You know what I'm saying? And I felt comfortable because number one, number one, she got married before I knew. I, I found out afterwards. So already I was like, oh no, we need to have a conversation, my my dude. We need to have a conversation. But I got to know who he was 
through how he treated my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, I don't care what money you have. I don't care what what type of accolades you give me. I don't care what you do. There's nothing that you could do that would make me betray my daughter's trust, my daughter's love, my to betray all of that. There, that means that there's something happening in your mind. There, there, mm-hmm. there, there, there's a there's a mental illness that's there in you that has to be addressed as well. And like y'all, and like like Nakia and Gail both have said that it, it. I guess this is this is a community where this is this is this is a community of people where this has become a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. So if that be the case. I'm, I'm, the government know everything. When I say everything, the government know every, every, everything. Why haven't the feds come around, or so have been? It just hasn't been spoken about. I mean, he's already been in federal prison or whatever because for doing fraudulent activity in the past, right? That's public information. He had a whole store selling fake bags and stuff out of a store, which you're not allowed to do inside of nobody's mall, right? So so in that aspect, one of the things that they have been trying to get, right, because they have this whole, um, I want to say kind of like a building, right, that was more pertaining to the Catholic Church. So it was more or less like, so if, 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 if there is um, a history of abuse, we want you to come speak out. So they've been trying to get it to where they would apply that same law here. And mm-hmm. for some, I'm not even going to say for some reason, because we all know who the Catholic church is filled up with. Right. So now when it comes down to these young black women and these young black girls and they're coming out and they're saying this happened, they're saying you need more people to come. Okay. Wait. So, so, so they're saying that this law or this bill is only applicable to the Catholic movement? And it shouldn't be, but it came about because of that, right? In order for them to come out against, you know, what was the, the sexual abuse scandals of the Catholic Definitely. Church. So boom, you have these laws that went into place to say, okay, if you have been, you know, subjected to sexual abuse in the church, boom. So now they're trying to get it to it. And they've been, uh, you know, hence the reason why they had this um, change.org petition going around. Um, in order for the attorney general to look at the case, to go in and look at it and say, okay, listen, we get that she's of age to legally get married. We get all of that, but you can't negate the fact that there has been some type of, in some form of abuse that has been in history in this church. Look at the stories of what the people are saying. And so to get them to do that, it's, it's taken a lot of movement. It's, it's literally take, they're not moving. They're That's not crazy. moving. Because then know, that leaves that leaves so many that leaves so many without any protection. Well, and that's part, yeah. of, and that's the reason why. Yeah. So, as of I want to say, it's going to be on uh, April the thirteenth. They're actually going down or up, whichever way direction Des Moines is for 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 uh, Bishop Senegal. They're actually going there because they're like, no, we we need to protest this. They need to look into the practices of this entire organization because it's not just within Reed's church, it's within that organization of churches, right? Because you, 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 you,
Mm-hmm. Well, do you, do you know the name of the Reformation? It's in my good phone. Hold up, I'll tell you. Because that that is that it that is amazing. Because if that's the case, and we're talking about such things as uh, uh, sex trafficking and, and and trafficking of children, and and that's that's where that, it's going that can to. Be, that can be a, a that allegedly talking about that, of course, but that can be something that is all over the country, depending on where they we have churches at. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And 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 here's here's the thing: we need to understand that sex trafficking shows up in different ways, right? So one of the reasons why this conversation for me is very important that we have is that we can record, learn how to recognize things and call it out when we see it. Because when I know when I used to think about sex trafficking and sexual abuse and things like that, I used to think about sex trafficking as we have these girls in the back of a, uh, a trailer and taking them over to somewhere else and hiding them in someone's house and all of those things. But this is another form of sex trafficking, allegedly. So, so we need to know, we need to start seeing things in the way they show up. It may not be in the way that we've seen them before. It's showing up in new ways and in new forms. And so we need to draw attention to it so we know what we're looking at, right? And we'll be able to identify it as a community and call it out, right? Um, and, and, and not just with sex trafficking, but with sexual abuse and how the mm-hmm. different ways that sexual abuse shows up and manipulation shows up and any other type of um, traumatic forms of things. Like the church is not ready to talk about all their many forms of hurt. Now I could pull the word church off of the word hurt, but we still have to recognize that the hurt happened in the church in the place definitely. where the people were supposed to be receiving their healing and hold on God healing and growth right we could take our church off of it and still do hurt and, and and acknowledge that that we have for centuries perpetuated the same type of behavior that our slave masters back in the last 14 400 years have perpetuated on us we just it's just showing up in a different form I hope all of that made sense definitely because it, it happened in Detroit earlier uh maybe two or three years ago with um two pastors who are actually um I believe that they were under uh Bishop Winans or f- affiliated with his church in some way but the feds came and got them got them and they were they were sentenced for sex trafficking and you know I, I was like this is crazy like this is really crazy to see that people will use any medium to do something that just out of look. I, and I know, I know for some y'all, y'all might be like, "Yeah, man, you 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 ain't up on it. You 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 Johnny come lately." And I really am because I don't. I I've never had that ex- for me. I've never had that experience in church. Uh, where there was that happening because we were protected in the church that I came out of. It's just so crazy 
it's so crazy to really see that nowhere is safe from the hands of a molester or a abuser or, uh, you know, this is a wake up call to many of us to really realize that, you know, when you least expect these things to happen there, it can be happening. You know, there is no, there is no safe space unless we make that space safe. Mm-hmm. It is, it, it, it is our responsibility, our jobs. And, 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 and for me, I know every space that I touch everywhere that I am, I try to make that the case. Wherever I have influence, I try to make that the case. I want people to feel safe. I want young ladies to feel safe. I want young men to feel safe. I want everybody to feel safe, older, younger, because we're living in a world that has really, I feel like, I feel like I'm watching Stranger Things and we're caught up in the upside down world. We are. This is, the stuff that's happening is just beyond me it's beyond me it's beyond me and i and i sit and it can weigh on a person when you when you really start to realize how crazy things have gotten how crazy this paradigm has shifted you sit here and, and it can really just weigh on you like i feel the weight you know what i'm saying because this is like I would, I would never, I, I would never, I would never, my, my kid, let me catch a Negro doing something to my kid or my granddaughters. Let me catch, I will kill you with my bare hands. I will, I'm not going to hurt you. I will kill you with my bare hands. Listen, That's I, how I feel as a father. Yeah. And I, I believe that See, my whole thing is, all right, forget if we forget church, right? Forget, forget, take church off, take bishop, take titles, take all that stuff off. Man, as a man, you being a father, as a man, man to man. I know my father had told me, I never forget um, one day he was like, he said, he said to me, he was like, Nakia, don't know old man have no business trying to be up in your face. Right. This is me growing up like he's literally saying. And if an older man even thinks to approach you, I'm going to have a problem. Someone my age has nothing in common with you. There's too much of a generational gap. I don't care how mature they say you are. I don't care how tall they think you are. Because back then I really thought I was tall. Don't judge me. (laughs) Thought I was tall. But his whole thing was. You have nothing in common with that man. And if that man thinks he's going to be up in your face, he has a problem with me, man to man, right? So I'm looking at, I'm looking at a father that has made this okay. What the hell is wrong with you, man to man? This man is way older than you. And now you're saying, man, like, that's why I say sometimes you know sometimes it gets a little it gets a little gets a little shaky when we start thinking of church right we get a little shaky we be like eh, I don't want to I don't want to say nothing because it's church forget, forget, forget that man to man mm-hmm. you being a man and you're mm-hmm. looking upon a child mm-hmm. as if this child is a grown woman now we get it 18 years old she can't even buy a pack of cigarettes no more. Then they up the age for cigarettes, 21. 
They did. Yeah. I used to. They did. Cigarette age is up now, 21. So now you they done up ages cigarettes out. She can't even oh, buy oh. a beer legally. Legally can't buy a beer. She if she wanted to go to a club, she can't get in. And it's, for it's, me, I'm looking at I'm saying there's so much more life experience that she has never had. What yep. experience? Life experience. Where's the college experience? Where's the going? And, but you know, she the apostolic. So I don't know, you know, apostolic. Y'all they wear them little doilies on their head and swear Jesus is coming tomorrow. So therefore, they they don't get to go to go out with friends and have fun and stuff because that's of the devil. But all I'm saying is, where is her true life experience? Man, man, forget all this. Stuff. One thing, like I said, my dad was very. He was he was very sure about that. Nikia. Yes, you're legally of age, but I'm telling you right now, if a grown man is in your face, we got a problem. That's There's me and a the man. It, but it, it, it speaks, church stuff. It speaks to a problem that we hardly ever talk about in this country, and that's the rape culture in this country, the 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 abuse culture in this country. This this isn't something that just started. No. This has been this has been happening. For hundreds of years, you know what I'm saying, but it's never really spoken about. It's never really talked about, and in talking, in in conversation, when we do come together, we have to make sure that in order for us to really get anywhere, in order for us to really move the needle, move the conversation, we have to put our feelings aside and, and really talk about what's happening, right. and talk about how we can, how we're gonna implement change what are the things that we can do in our communities that can uh foster safety what are the things that we can do in our communities uh that will foster people or women or young boys or young girls feeling protected because these are conversations we do not have and i and i think one of the first ways we can do that is not um perpetuating the conversation or the feeling that male species or masculine species are entitled to females' bodies. Because um, even when you're, you know, walking down the street, if a guy whistles at you, Kia, I know you talked about this just recently on your, on your Facebook page about how men approach you right how their approach is always or almost always to a sexual nature the first thing that comes up is sex they can't even hold a a conversation so when do we start having the conversation that like that is not a way that you approach a woman you're not entitled to a woman's body even if you're in relationship with them um, those types of conversations is, I think, some of the places where we can start. We can start teaching women, you know, they have autonomy over themselves and that no is a full sentence and it doesn't deserve any explanation, right? Um, and, and then the other conversation is that if I do tell an adult that something is going wrong or something is not right, 
you know, we need to start. And, and I know this is hard because Jamel said it's hard to in the beginning when I said that, but we, we have to start believing the women or, or, or let me say the individual who's reporting that something happened to them that was not right. Because many a times these things go underreported because one of the stigmas is that I won't be believed. Now, you know, Gail, uh, def I definitely said it was hard and it is hard because I've been in situations where I almost ended up in jail trying to protect someone who was lying. Not once, not twice, but three times. Mm -hmm. So for me, for me, it's hard because I'm like, I, I want to believe you, but I've been down this road before. Give me the evidence. You got to give me some evidence because I have I have a child. I have grandchildren. I have my father. Mm -hmm. I got responsibilities that I need to make sure if I'm going to go to jail over this, I need to make sure that at least I can at least say I went for a righteous cause instead of you lying because you tried to scheme somebody out some money or because you were embarrassed about that, about what you did at, in the aftermath. And, you know, like, I remember, yo, I, me and my, me and my cousins was going to do this dude real dirty, yo, real dirty because of something he had did to my cousin's girl, to, to one of the members of my, I can't even say, because I don't know who's watching. Right. It's but, okay. We were gonna do this dude dirty, right? And the dude was a cop. We was gonna get him. That's mm -hmm. my life. That's my life. And now, now that I'm older, I'm 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 20 years removed from that. Now that I'm older, I'm like, yo, I gotta, I have to make sure that I'm here to have my responsibilities that are here. I I got a whole family. And not only and, and not only the whole family, the whole community. So now I'm I'm very big on listen, you gotta give me some evidence. You you have to give me some and, and now what I do before I before I lash out in with these, I'm like, let's get to the police station. Let's get to these lawyers. Let's get to these, let's get to these uh social workers. Let's make this happen. Because now if you're saying this is what it is, then guess what? We're going to handle it, but we're going to handle it the legal way. We're going to handle it where we taking this person down in every legal way possible where they cannot get out. And I think in that and that and and, you know, and that in and out of itself is why they are going the route that they are with this whole situation. Let's sign a petition. Let's call the attorney state attorney general's office let's call des moines let's call let let's do what we can do in order to see legally right because at the end of the day i mean you had someone that literally took a whole grandstand in a pulpit and basically said and we packing down here ain't that right and i'm like so you're you're threatening now you're threatening that's a verbal threat Mm -hmm. And I said, you come here if you want to. I said, oh, okay. Pa Pastor over here, pass the bowl. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, like I said about arrogant people. And me, me and you, Kia, we've had conversations about arrogant people before. Arrogant people always make mistakes. 
they always get caught because they think they're smarter than everybody else. And, and they don't understand that as great as your mind may be, 10 minds against one will always beat you, let alone hundreds or, or, or 30 or 40. But you got, when you have enough people, understand this, when you have numbers, the numbers help. The numbers, the numbers will make sure that mm-hmm. whatever base they think they have covered, mm-hmm. you will find something that they didn't have covered. So you have to speak out. You have to say something. You have to come forth with. And listen, it may it may be embarrassing. Don't worry about the embarrassment. Nope. It may it may be traumatic, but listen, this is how this is one step in getting over the trauma. Yep. This is one step. Take the step. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be something that that you get cleared up overnight. But I guarantee you, when you find your community of people that will stand with you, that will love you, they'll support you through it. They'll support you over and around it. Come on, y'all. Whatever it is, if there, it, it, come on, everybody, come out. Come out. Come out from your hiding. Everybody. Come out from, from the woodworks. Speak. Open your mouth. Men and women. Because there are men in that ministry that I'm sure yeah. that have seen stuff. And now you have, this is your opportunity. You may not have said nothing in the past, but this is your opportunity now. Say it now. This is your opportunity to make things right. This is your opportunity to be a protector for real. Come on. This, this is what we're here for. We have to protect our women. We have to protect our women. We have to protect our women. And yeah, every so often you get a little, a little, a little, uh, uh, a bad apple in the bunch. But even a bad apple deserves protection. But we have to protect them smart. We have to be intelligent about the way we go and protect them. So whatever it is, make sure everybody. If you know that you've seen something that didn't look right in that situation, yeah, you know, say something. Pull, pull. Pull somebody to the side and say, "Yeah, some yeah. This is this is one thing that I, I I would watch how my mother would move. My mother would move in a way where she would rescue people before they even had had a situation that would escalate to police or escalate to my mother. She would see that, hey 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 baby, come here, come here. Oh, guy, she see the guy walking up to to do something. Hey baby, come here, come talk to me for a minute." Yeah, can you can you go to the store for me? All right, thank you. Just and when the guy saw that, he backed off because he saw there was someone watching. There was interaction. Just mm-hmm. make yourself available. Make yourself available just to break up that interaction. Whatever is happening in that moment, when you see if you see him putting his hand on someone's a young girl's lap. Like, hey, uh, why you got your hand on that uh, on that girl lap like that, boy? You better stop that. What's wrong with you? Uh huh. I see you. Little things like that. It Little works. things like that. When people know that they're being watched, they move differently. They move different. But and I, I think in that situation, right? Because you know, the, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a spiritual level of brainwashing, right? It's a spiritual level of brainwashing. You are brainwashed into. Think about it. This one, the one lady said she left there in 2008 when she was 16. It's 2022. This is still going on. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So there is a history of abuse 
a transgenerational history. Yeah. So at this point, this is this is what they think is normal. So mm -hmm. who, who's who who has the right mind now to say this isn't normal because this is the this is what you've been raised up in. This is normal. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. It may even be normal, but it's not natural. You I mean, I'm with you. You know, because right? with norms, norms are things that we establish. Anything that you start doing for 30 days can become a norm for Look you. Look at this. Letitia says, she said, I tried to help people and say something and I was wrong. This is the problem. When you had that type of mentality, that's why I said they, they wasn't, when you have that type of cult-like mentality to where, and then you, you turn against it, you turn against what they were teaching. Mm -hmm. No, you can't say nothing. You're wrong. Well, it, it, it depends on who you say it to. It depends on who you say it to. See, and you I'm say, learning you outside the church. Yes, because I'm All learning right. now as I get older. I'm sorry, Gil. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm le I'm learning as I get older that I can't. When I see something happening, it, I can't go to the people who have the same mind of what the mess is. I need to go outside and find someone who has a clear mind, a clear eye, so they, they can look in and say, I need you to look into this situation. I'm in it. I know what I think I see, but I need you to tell me what you know you see. So, officer, send somebody over here just to just to, just to to look and see what's going on. Somebody, send somebody over, social workers, send some social workers over here just to get a, 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 a feel of the place and what they feel is happening here. When we do it that it. way. And I, mm -hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, because a lot of times we operate in dysfunction and don't know we're in dysfunction. That's different than norm, right? When you're in dysfunction, you know, things that um, are harmful to an individual is happening versus a norm because my cultural norm, my individual norm may be different from someone else, but that's not harmful but dysfunction is. And so when you grow up under dysfunction and you're stuck in it so much until someone else comes to you and point out that that is dysfunctional, you never know that it's dysfunctional. And then you get so comfortable in it that you're like, listen, I don't want to leave this dysfunction because this is all I know. And the body keeps the score, right? And so if I go outside of anything that's dysfunctional, you're going to throw my whole nervous system off, but they don't even realize that their whole nervous system is already off. Sorry, I went the psychological way, but I... that's how I, right? And so what's happening is you have, as Kia like to talk about cognitive distortion and, 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 and cognitive um, distancing going on under a fellowship because what he has actually done God gave me this um, this imaging a long time ago. There's a white there's a wall with something painted on it, but he has now come over that and painted white over top of that. So then he can put on their minds whatever he wants on their minds. And so what we fell to realize is that it's not because it's a norm for them. It's because they are under a dysfunction 
that they have become accustomed to and they have become comfortable with? If, if, <laughs> again, if you know, there's like even in every dysfunction, there is, there is a will to be made right. We just have to find, we have to find the people that are at that level now where they're like, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to go through this anymore. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't look at the people who are steeped in it and be like, come on, you got to come out. Cause they're not coming out. They're not yep. ready yet. You have to look for the people who, who, you know, they're tired. They, they don't want to deal anymore. They can't deal with it anymore. And what you got to do, those are the people you plant seeds there, but you got to go back outside of that situation, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a, a school, whether it's, it, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, whatever department whatever whatever labeling you have to go outside and you find professionals hey uh um this is what i think is going on here can you guys just monitor the place tell me what you see yeah even if you don't tell me as long as i as long as you if you see something you have the power to take it to some i took it to someone who had a little more juice than i did now you can take it to someone who, who has a little more juice than you and they can do the same until we bring the situation down yeah so you know i i i want to encourage the young lady that said that she tried to she tried to help but it, you know it didn't work well hopefully it doesn't stop you from trying again. Just, just readjust your plan. Look for someone that's outside of the situation that can be a help to the situation. Because a lot of times when people are caught up or when people are fascinated by or when people are uh, 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 totally consumed with, it's very hard for them to hear you because they they're already under that manipulation. They're under the control of that manipulation. Mm-hmm. Look for someone who has the skill, who has the ability, who has the know-how, because those people can sit there and they can set a house right, or they can shut a house down. And that's where we have to be now. We have to begin to, uh, 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 I guess the best way to say it is teamwork makes the dream work. We have to look for people that can make this team really go when it comes down to pulling these people, the, the, this wickedness in high places down. And it's all around us. It's not just in these churches. It's not just right. in these schools. It's in the police departments. It's it, it, it's it's in the lawyer's office. It's in the military. It's everywhere. So wherever you are, whatever walk of life you, you may find yourself walking, Find someone that you know has the ability, the skill, and the juice, the power. They got a little bit of power with them, too, that that they can say, no, I have the authority to shut this down. Or or, or have have connections to get to the next person to shut this down. I think the other thing is we also have to remove the shame and the stigma around these things. Right, because a lot of people stop talking because of the shame and the stigma um, 
attached to it. And so in the process, if you're a person that's listening to the, to the victim or listening to the people that's bringing you the information, learn how to validate what they're feeling and what they're going through. Um, because as soon as we start to invalidate, as soon as we start to minimize things, it shuts people down too. So we want to give you guys, um, or let me not say we, but I know for sure, I want to give you guys some things that you can do, some things that you can say um, to help us come together as a community, whether it's five people or whether it's 50 people, to recognize these systems because ultimately it's systems that's in place that's holding us back and holding us under this, this I don't even know what to call it, but stopping us from moving forward. And so the way we need to break this system is to use our voice. I don't wanna go super churchy on y'all, but I will for the simple fact of this. The scripture says, the people overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And if we're not testifying and telling what we, what we went through and coupling that with God's true blood and whatever, we want the testimony most, mostly. That's what we want. We want the testimony. We want to hear what you're going through. We want to know so we can help others come out of that and get together and push this forward. This is going to be a movement. This is not going to be the first of, that we hear of this. We're going to hear a lot more of this coming out um, in the coming months and years. And we just need to be ready to um, become that voice for the voiceless. See, that's yeah. the thing, because y'all got voices in that, you know, this, they, they are uh, most definitely using their voices. They have definitely teamed up, uh, you know, together. Uh, to become one. And, um, you know, they have been very instrumental in what's actually taking place in order for things to be able to move forward, right? Because it, it, all, it took, all, it, all it takes is one person to not be afraid and then for everyone else to come through. And that's what and that's what's happening right now, right? It took one person to come out and say, "No, this is this is ridiculous. This has to stop." And then it it, it caused a ripple effect of everyone else to come out and tell their story, tell what happened to them, you know. And now it's not just in that house; it's in other houses that are connected to that house. Some of the same apostolic uh, people. So it's like the effect is is here. Um, hence the reason why you know they they are they. Yeah, I know I don't really get on Clubhouse like that. Um, that's that's not my platform. Um, but they they are definitely doing a lot of um, clubhouses, whatever you want to call that stuff, um, on there um, and where they are giving you know their testimony, where they are telling what happened to them. And you know there are a lot of people that are just re reaching out via Facebook. They're reaching out via YouTube. They're just reaching out and saying you know thank you for bringing more attention to this. Right. Because at the end of the day, uh, the only way how to and and, and, and listen, because uh, someone said to me at one point in time, well, what you going to do? He already married her. This that's not the point. Can't nobody stop what already has happened. Right. Right. But what we can stop is a cycle of abuse that's happening. 
right? That that we can stop. There's the, no one is, is is sitting up here trying to say, you know, at the end of the day, oh well, they, you know, we need to force them to get their marriage and all. Can't nobody force that. She 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 was she was 18, 19 years old. She was old enough to sign a piece of paper on her own to get married. No one's refuting that. But what we can do is say that we're going to bring awareness that there has been a history of abuse throughout the ministry. And here are the stories of those whom are unafraid, unmuzzled, and saying, this happened to me here. That's then, And that's where that goes. And then wherever it can go from there, right? Because at the end of the day, you need the voice of the victims. What took down, what took down the Catholic church and began to change the practices therein is because the victims got tired. And they opened their mouth to say, this is what these priests were doing, right? So now it's the same thing that needs to take place even within the black church. Get tired. I want you to be tired because you should be tired because this shouldn't be going on in a church, right? Let alone the community, but in the church, this shouldn't be going on. So get tired. Get tired of this status quo crap. Get tired of just thinking that we got we have to accept the toxicity. Get tired of thinking that we have to accept the dysfunction. Get tired of all of that stuff and start really and truly speaking because none of this is normal. None of it is normal and none of it is acceptable. It is nope. dysfunctional, you know, and we have to we have to keep being tired. And don't listen to those that tell you to be quiet. No, open your mouth. Farrakhan said something years ago and many people you know we're living in a very we're living in a much softer generation now mm -hmm. um, but I agree with what Farrakhan said years ago and it's going to sound very harsh but I'm, I'm I mean it and I mean it with everything in me if you mess over our women and our young children I don't care who you are. Farrakhan said, we will kill you. He did say that. And I really believe that we need to understand that that fear needs to be there for predators mm -hmm. to know that if you mess over our children, if you mess over our women, that you possibly could find yourself in a dire situation. You can find yourself buried in somebody's backyard and nobody say nothing. Because mm -hmm. what you're doing, what you're doing is, is it's, it's way past egregious. If yeah. you have a situation where you need help, go get help. And this is, this is something else that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. There are people who are molesters and, and, but they've never molested. Mm -hmm. But they're fighting every day to fight the urge. Yep. Go get help. Go get help. Make sure. Make sure you find yourself someone that you listen. I'm going through. I'm getting. I'm having these urges. I need help because if you don't help me, I'm going to do something that 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 will change yeah. my life and someone else's life. Please steer me in the right direction. And yeah, it may be embarrassing to let someone know that you're having those urges, but it'll save your life and it'll save a child's life. That's right. Do and, whatever and it takes. 
whatever and, it takes to go on, Gail. Yeah, and the people attached to you. I think that that is, I think what you're saying right now is so key. Um, is that you know that the molester gets help, but also that we also because some predators have been preyed on. Most definitely, most definitely. And, and became, I'm not saying all of them, I'm just saying some of them. Mm -hmm. And so we need to get them helped. If you get them help early, we can change, it, we can modify the behavior that shows up. See, because sometimes behaviors are just symptoms of an internal struggle. Truth and the truth, all the time. <laughs> Yes. Right. So let's deal with let's deal with the root of the situation. The Bible talks about laying the axe at the root of a situation. Let's uproot some things by getting people not just prayer, not just oiling them up at the altar, Down not just having, them, having them fall out, not using Jesus Christ and the church as a form of a high, like a cocaine and heroin but let's get them to uh sufficient therapists and counselors who can have them walk walk them through what it is that they're going through right and no they don't have to be christian they just got to be effective in their treatment yes yep. yes 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 yep and 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 dare i say this most people won't understand it but also nutritionists because yeah. the poisons <laughs> in this food cause and, and the and the hormones and the and the, and, the, and eating this traumatized meat the, these things have effects on on our bodies that we don't even know yet you 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 know a lot of stuff can be a, a lot of mental things can be attributed to the things that we consume yeah, that's known. Yeah, definitely. So we yeah. have to make sure that we we also, I, yo, I never the importance of a nutritionist in today's time mm -hmm. is 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 unfathomable because if we continue to eat this stuff, that's affecting us with us chemically. Because we're eating all these chemicals and, it, and it's setting our body off kilter, unbalanced. It's making us do things that we normally wouldn't feel, things we wouldn't normally feel, act out in ways we wouldn't normally act out. We, it's, it's very important. We, we, we need to make those changes now. Now. Because the government isn't going to do it. The government is not going to do it. Because they're making money off of it. We have to we have to come together as a community. We have to come together as a people and say, yo, the things that we can control, let us control so that they won't be out of control. Yeah, I think I think you're just speaking to the culture of holistic healing, right? So not, don't you do a um, therapist? Do you get a nutritionist? but you get a culturally competent and I'm using the word culturally competent on purpose. Most definitely competent doctors. You get culturally competent, whatever it is that you need. Right. 
so they can speak to um, the things that you need from a cultural space and understanding you as an individual um, and what you need because a nutritionist and I, I say I have a nutritionist and Jamal has a nutritionist, right? And we have the same nutritionist. What she's going to prescribe for him versus what she will prescribe for me will be two different things. So we want to look at this as a holistic thing for the people um, to get the healing that they need. But first of all, we want to get you guys to speak up and and say what it is that you need to say. The longer you hold those things in, they'll eat away at you. Um, and we don't want anyone to die before their time because they right. held on to something that was poisonous to them. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Kia, we off our little kick. <laughs> okay, because I don't have to have Chris get me a whole nother <laughs> bottle of water. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just over here lean, <laughs> lean back. That's what I'm doing, you know. Hmm. You know, we get we get passionate about these things. I mean, it's okay. That's what it, the muscle pump is here for. Yeah, because it's so much more than just this this man marrying this 19. Like you said earlier, let's take pastor off of it. It's yeah, so right, much this man marrying this 18-year-old um, young woman. This is going yep. to affect her. And uh, what people don't realize, it's not just affecting her. It's affecting so many people around them. Yeah, the fact that the people that left it, this, this literally re-traumatized people. Yeah. It yes. literally re-traumatized people and to cause people to then have to relive their own trauma of what they experience while while going there. This is um it's it's bigger. That's why I'm like, it's so easy. It's it's so easy for us to say, well, she's married. I know that I can see that. Like, hello. But it's bigger than that. This this is it's a cycle of trauma. So no, let's deal with it. Let's deal with the cycle of trauma. Let's deal with the cycle of hurt. Let's deal with the cycle of abuse. Let's deal with it. Because and then you know when you can see it play out. Now you're like, oh, okay, I, I see what we're working with now, you know, and, and that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, it's so easy for us to uh, brush things underneath, um, under, under, underneath brush it, sweep it underneath a rug that by the time we move the rug, all we see is a whole bunch of dirt. But because it was out of our sight, we didn't care. It's out of my sight. It's under the rug. No, these rugs are coming off, okay? Um, you know, and yeah. and and they and they should come off. No, no child should be raised up in in such a way like this. Children need to grow. Children need to develop. Children need to form, and they they should be able to form without this uh, mystical belief uh, of something that is being taught from the Old Testament, because that's where all of this is coming from, right? You know what I'm saying? And something um, that <laughs> is not a requirement today, basically, is what I'm going to say, right? So when when you are attempting to apply 
uh, historical context of the Bible incorrectly and then also erroneously today, this mm -hmm. is what we have. We have a system where people are believing something that is just not true and then calling it God. You're right. And that that's where we're at right now. It's a system um, that likes to call everything God that is really and truly just not God. And we just have to, we have to continue to speak against that system because that is a system that that's not, that that's not, that's not anything that God created. It's something that man created um, in order to satisfy the lustfulness of the flesh. I'll say it like that. I like how that sounds. So, Ooh. Ooh. so Ooh. That, that's what that is, you know, and um, it's time for us to stop acting like all this crap is okay. I'm, I'm a little over it. Uh, we've been acting like things have been okay for a very long time. This is not the first time an old ass man in the church that married a young girl. We see it a lot. We see it we a just, lot. We just been quiet about it. And, and now it took these young women to come out and say, no, 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 no. And I think what happened was, is because it hadn't happened in so long. So they probably thought that it was over and then boom. Mm -hmm. And dealing with that level of a boom, that's hard. Because it's like, okay, it's so we're, starting, we're starting back with this now. It's shocking. You know? But the key is, is that, see, they, see, all of them left, right? So they had to wait for one to grow. And uh, we got, we, we, we can't be okay with that. All right, I'm done, y'all. Was it supposed to be doing? I, had, I was only, uh, I had an hour. Now it's one an hour and fifty-three. Listen, we, we had we didn't, even, we didn't even talk about my good fun stuff. You feel me? You know what? That's fine. We'll talk about my good fun stuff another time. I'm not doing this no more. I had all my good, I had my whole stuff ready. Just you, you had it all ready. Yeah, I was ready. PowerPoint and all. Y'all missed my PowerPoint, but it's fine. Yep, I was gonna do a presentation. Okay. I'll be ready to present now. Yeah, yeah we got to get into some fun stuff. We got to get into some fun stuff. No, I'm not doing it right now. It's an hour 54. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I'm not talking about right now. Uh, I'm just saying, in general, we got to get into some fun stuff because, you know, stuff is changing in people's lives and stuff. See, she want to talk about her life, Jamal. Ain't nothing going on in my life. She want to talk about her life. Get get close to the camera, Gail. Let me see these eyes. Let me see what's going on in your eyes. What you got we'll going on, Gail? Look, we got to talk about it off camera unless Kia does a um after dark. See here, she go with this after dark. Now she want to be behind the dark. You know what? <laughs> I told her. I told. I said I ain't even. I ain't even feeling after darkish. I, I'm not inspired to do nothing after dark. And she got. Well, I am. Okay. So I guess we're gonna have to do it after dark. One of these days, I don't know. Well, I, I'll see if I, I'll see if I feel inspired to do it after dark. Mm -hmm. I ain't inspired, but y'all might, I might let y'all do it. And I'll just sit and listen and, and drop my jaw. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be the spectator because I, I had nothing going on in my life, so <laughs> I'm just gonna be sitting here with the popcorn, listening to Gail. Listen, me, me and you both, and I, I'm like. I ain't after darkish. Ain't nothing after dark going on. <laughs> ain't gonna be no okay. fun if 
No well, we're gonna find somebody else with you here that got something going on in their life. I ain't got nothing going on over here. I drink, I drink water and mind my business. You, you I know, listen, now, let's, be, let's be real. I'm drinking my water and minding my business. I'm still uh-huh. doing that. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? I'm on. with you on that, girl. All day. <laughs> I'm still listening. I'm still. I'm just saying. I'm still drinking my water and minding my business. But this business pays me. Oh God! Now don't choke on the water. What's happening? You didn't see my face. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just drinking my water. That's what I do. I, I work out. <laughs> Y'all see my abs? Boom, they coming in. My stomach trying not to let me be great, but it's okay. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna go away too. That's all I'm doing. I work out. I work, and I, I watch TV. I ain't got this type of time. I ain't got nothing yeah. going on. We got. I think at the end we got to bring some lightness to all the heaviness that we've been. Spitting. You clearly. Well, what light you trying to bring? What type of light are you bringing? I got a some, ring light to bring light. You know what I'm laughter, saying? Some laughter, some girl. Joy. We, we got. When she it. got all the laughter and the joy, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. The key. I got the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. Okay. That's what I got. I got That's, the joy of the Lord. Yeah, you got the joy of the Lord. Yeah, you do. You definitely got the joy of the Lord. That's the only joy uh, I got. The joy of the Lord, huh, Gail? That what, that's what we calling it today? <laughs> I don't got Come my on. type of joy of the Lord. I got my type of joy of the Lord, okay? Listen, listen. Hey, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, I ain't making noises to nobody. Listen, listen. I ain't making no noise, but listen. When I get the chance to make some noise, praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it. This is why. This is this why we just y'all. You know what? This is. This is why the people don't want to come on the podcast. This is exactly why they don't be wanting to come on. They be like, you know, you just, you start off right, then you be for the world. <laughs> listen. Well, listen. Listen. You, you start off right, then you just worldly. You told, listen, listen, listen. Y'all act, y'all acting like, like the saints in the scripture wasn't out there getting none. Get please guarantee you that they were. I mean, we know Corinthians where they were selling, they were prostituting and everything all up in the church. Listen, busting it wide. They said they were were some of the most immoral people. Listen, listen. Ephesus, you know what? See, because y'all be swearing I don't know that good Bible, but that's okay. I I know it well enough to know some of y'all don't know. How about that? Hmm. Bang, bang. Which little unlike so anyway. Bye. I'm not doing this.